Welcome back, Keming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Sorry it's late. Um, timing. I don't know if this is good or bad timing, but we had one podcast left to do before the break. And I missed it because I, at 5am yesterday, not this 5am, it's now morning at the moment, but it's been a full day since. But anyway, I was taken to hospital with very, very bad pain. Uh, in my side like when they asked me that how out of 10 I was like easy 10 I was beside myself in agony for a good few hours until they could get me in get me registered get me on painkillers and those painkillers to kick in anyway easy the worst pain I've ever experienced turns out you can probably guess kidney stones ouch so I'm in for a rough few days at the moment I'm at home again with pain meds, with a little bit of work to do, if you know what I mean, to get these bloody stones through. But, I don't know if that's too much information or what, but that's what's been going on. So, send your sympathy this way, because, oh my god. That meant that last night I hadn't done the podcast, so I just put up the discussion forum anyway. And that means we can do the reading, we can discuss, what we'll do is we'll discuss the previous poets, then I'll do the reading of these poets, and then I'll do the discussion for these poets because we've already put up the forum. And we can call that the wrap-up because that's every poem in the book of verse read and discussed. Then, um, as we have also discussed previously, we will be having a break until March. 1st of March, report back here for duty we'll be reading hail and farewell to round out the the uh the list so keep an eye on the subreddit for little updates about like what version we're reading and, and bits and pieces like that um so that's uh that's exciting but yeah the timing like because i don't know how many days slash weeks this ordeal will go on with for here um so yeah it's a good time to not have to do a nightly podcast if I'm in a hospital or doped up on pain meds or whatever. So, Francis Thompson, Henry Cust, Catherine Teenan Hinkson and Francis Bannerman were the previous day's poets. Francis Thompson is best known for his poem, The Hound of Heaven, and he wanted to be a writer but was initially disappointed and ended up selling newspapers and matches on the street. He became addicted to opium. Sleeping rough on the streets, he was spiralling down into a world of despair and attempted to commit suicide, taken in by a prostitute who gave him a share of the money she earned. Thompson later said that she had saved him from a desperate end. Wow, that's a hell of a life story. I'd love to read it. That is a, um, as a, as a, you know, like a biography or, or a novelised version of that. The poem Hound of Heaven was often recited by schoolchildren in the years after Thompson's death, a tale of a lost soul being pursued by God. Nice. You can find nice readings of that one on YouTube. Among those who were enamoured of his work were the fantasy novelist J.R.R. R. Tolkien and G.K. Chesterton, who thought his death was a huge loss to the world of poetry. In later years, he suffered from tuberculosis and took his own life in 1907 at 47 years old. Henry Cust, it appears that his poetry was a hobby. Rather, he was an English politician and an editor who served as a member of parliament for the Unionist Party. His occasional poems appeared 
1918. He was also a womanizer. Anita Leslie in her book Marlborough House Set implies that Cust had many children by aristocratic mistresses. There's a long-standing rumour that he held an affair with a servant called Phoebe Stevenson, who consequently gave birth to a daughter named Beatrice, who, having married Alfred Roberts, a grocer near Grantham, became a mother of Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister of the UK. Wow. Catherine Tienden was an Irish writer, known mainly for her novels and poems. After her marriage, she usually wrote under the name Catherine Tinson Hinkson. From June 85, 1885, when they first met until around the time of her marriage, Tienden was close associate and regular correspondent with William Butler Yeats, who may have proposed marriage and been rejected. Frances Bannerman was a Canadian painter and poet. She painted in oil and watercolours and made black and white illustrations. She lived most of her life in Paris, London and Italy. While living in Paris, Bannerman was one of the first North American artists to be influenced by Impressionism and began to use brighter colour palettes and depict light while working under plain air, the act of painting outdoors. Due to her health, she was forced to give up painting in 1899, published a volume of her verse, Milestones. Here is one of her paintings. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah. Nice. A lady reading books in a, like, indoor greenhouse, what's it called? Uh, Conservatory. Uh, Okay. Now, let's read some poems. I might have to have a break here because my side is hurting. I might load up the poems and come back in five. Be right back. All right, I'm back. Wave has passed. Alice Maynell is our first poet. 1850, Renouncement. I must not think of thee, and tired yet strong, I shun the love that lurks in all delight, the love of thee, and in the blue heaven's height, and in the dearest passage of a song. Oh, just beyond the sweetest thoughts that throng, this breast the thought of thee waits hidden yet bright, but it must never, never come in sight. I must short of thee the whole, uh, sorry, I must stop short of thee the whole day long, But when sleep comes to close each difficult day, when night gives pause to the long watch I keep, and all my bonds I needs must lose apart, must doff my will as raiment laid away with the first dream that comes with the first sleep. I run, I run, I am gathered to thy heart. The Lady of the Lambs. She walks, the Lady of my delight, a shepherdess of sheep. Her flocks are thoughts, she keeps them white, she guards them from the steep, she feeds them on the fragrant hide and folds them in for sleep. She roams maternal hills and bright dark valleys safe and deep, her dreams are innocent at night, the chastest stars may peep. She walks the lady of my delight, a shepherdess of sheep. She holds her little thoughts in sight, They, though gay they run and leap, she is so circumspect and right, she has her soul, soul to keep. She walks the lady of my delight, a shepherdess of sheep. Dora Segerson, eight, uh, 1918, died 1918, I should say. No birthday. Ireland, t'was the dream of a god, and the mould of his hand, that you shook neath his stroke, that you trembled and broke to this beautiful land. 
Here he loosed from his hold a brown tumult of wings, till the wind of the sea bore the strange melody of the island that sings. He made you all fair, you in purple and gold, you in silver and green, till no eye that has seen withhold without love can behold. I have left you behind in the path of the past, with the white breath of flowers, with the best of God's hours, I have left you at last. Margaret L. Woods, eight, born 1856. Genius Loki. Past shepherd peace, what boots it singing on? Since long ago grace-giving Phobus died, and all the train that loved the stream-bright side of the poetic mount with him are gone beyond the shores of Styx and Acheron. In unexplored realms of night to hide, the clouds that strew their shadows far and wide are all of heaven that visits Helicon. Yet here, where never muse or god did haunt, still may some nameless power of nature stray, pleased with the reedy stream's continual chant and purple pomp of those broad fields in May, the shepherds meet him where he herds the keen and careless pass him by whose is the gift divine. And the last poet, who I think this is the one labelled anonymous, but they've got his name here for some reason, or her name, is R.D. Blackmore, 1825 to 1900. Dominus Illuminatio Mia. In the hour of death, after his life's whim, when the heart beats low and the eyes grow dim and the pain has exhausted every limb, the lover of the Lord shall trust in him. When the will has forgotten the lifelong aim and the mind can only disgrace its fame and the man is uncertain of his own name, the power of the Lord shall fill this frame. When that last sigh is heaved and the last tear is shed and the coffin is waiting beside the bed and the widow and child forsake the dead, the angel of the Lord shall lift his head. For even the purest delight may pall, and power must fail, and the pride must fall, and the love of the dearest friends grow small, but the glory of the God is all in all. Oh, love that. That's nice if you are not agnostic. <laughs> ay, 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 okay. Well, that rounds it out. A very grim one to end on. But hey, we read every single poem in this bloody book. So, let us now discuss, because we've already got the discussions. Courtesy, once again, of Swim Said the Mama Fishy, of course. Alice Christiana Gertrude Meynell was a British writer, edit, or critic and suffragist, now remembered mainly as a poet. Meynell was one of the early founders of the Catholic Women's Organisation, Catholic Women's Suffrage Society, in support of peaceful means for the achievement of equal suffrage rights for women. Manuel was twice considered for the Poet Laureate of the United Kingdom on the 1892 death of Alfred Lord Tennyson and in 1913 to replace Alfred Austin. Dora Maria Sigerson Shorter was an Irish poet and sculptor who, after her marriage in 1895, wrote under the name Dora Sigerson Shorter. She published many volumes of poetry. She had a particular talent for narrative verse, especially for the ballad form, and many of her memorable poems blend Irish folk tradition with the imaginative tension of narrative development and refrain, leading Douglas Hyde to pronounce her the greatest storyteller in verse that Ireland ever produced. That's nice. Margaret Louisa 
Woods was an English writer, known for her novels and her lyrical and social conscious poetry. This is essentially all the internet has to say about her. She published many novels, but one, only one is on Gutenberg, The Invader. It's a fantasy about a young female scholar, one of the earliest women students accepted to Oxford, who is possessed by the spirit of a similar forebearer. Cool. That actually sounds cool. And lastly, our anonymous poet appears to be R.D. Blackmore, according to the internet. Richard Doddridge Blackmore, known as R.D. Blackmore, was one of the most famous English novelists of the second half of the 19th century. He won acclaim for vivid descriptions and personifications of the countryside, sharing with Thomas Hardy a Western England background and a strong sense of regional settings in his work. Blackmore, often referred to as the last Victorian, was a pioneer of the movement in fiction that continued with Robert Louis Stevenson and others. He's been described as proud, shy, reticent, strong-willed, sweet-tempered, and self-centred. Apart from his novel, Lorna Doone, with which has enjoyed continuing popularity, his work has gone out of print. Lorna Doone is familiar to me, but that is because Lorna Doone is a shortbread cookie made by Mondelez. <laughs> okay. The books might be out of print, but a bunch of them are on Gutenberg. Hey, cool. Um, reticent is a nice word, isn't it? I don't write that down, because it's not in my uh, little Rolodex of words that I would use, but it is a good one. Anywho, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for participating, if you have. I'm looking forward to a break, and I'm also looking forward to coming back from that break and finishing off the Hemingway list. And by my uh, estimations, that would make us as good a writers as Hemingway. Wasn't that the whole point? <laughs> Once you've read all these, you're basically Hemingway. So that's going to be awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. See you on the 1st of March. <laughs>